This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, this is the part where Eugene would say, I'm Eugene Cordero, and me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science, so please keep in mind that we're not doctors and never claim to be. We're just a couple of dumbbells that love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours, and the help can start right now. What's up, Bell Babies? This is Big Rye back on the horny horn. Um, I'm I'm amped up today because of our guest. Uh, super funny dude, comedian, actor, improviser, podcast host. You know his great podcast, Comedians of Wrestling. I've done it before. You can get it on uh, anywhere podcasts are found. He's also uh, got a Patreon of that podcast. Some people know him as the Patreon Don. Dan Black is in the house. What's up, babe? What's up? Thanks for... Uh... Shout out my nickname, the Patreon Don, baby. <laughs> I love it. I'm, yeah. jealous, I'm jealous of it. It's yeah, great. yeah. No, I have like a million. That's just a running gag on the Comedians of Wrestling where, you know, I say all of the nicknames I've ever been given at the beginning of the show. You want to give a couple now? Oh, yeah. There's uh, Donnie Capri from the time I went to Italy, Donnie Kayfabe, uh, Donsky Black Amora, uh, the modern day Goof Haraja. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. They're all related to wrestling, so any wrestling fans listening to this will understand the crossover. Uh, I love it. Wrestling is ubiquitous now, would you say, right? Uh, meaning what? I mean, I think that like before it used to be a lot more fringy, and I feel like now it's feel like with guys like The Rock and stuff, that yeah. it's kind of like, and John Cena, like it's just crossed over and everybody has some kind of reference point for it now. There's definitely like, uh, there's definitely more respect for pro wrestling, even for people who don't watch it regularly or even understand it. They're still right. seeing the talent coming out of it. Yeah. Like John Cena hosts the Today Show this morning. Did he really? Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he hosts the Today Show regularly. So well, I think there's kind of a... What's going on with him and his and his uh, fiance or his wife or whatever? Well, that's the big thing going on right now. Is like, is it a work? Kind of the oh, beauty of oh. what the beauty of professional wrestling is like. What is true? What is not? What is kayfabe? Meaning like within wrestling storyline right. and what is real? And right now they split up at WrestleMania 33. I was there in Orlando after their match. John Cena got down on one knee, proposed to Nikki Bella. Everyone went nuts. And she said no. And she said no. She said yes. Oh, she said yes then. She said yes. And then we're like waiting for this wedding to happen. And then they announced like two weeks ago that they're splitting. Wow. Except then he said, so they announced that. And then he said on, and he, and he came out during when they were in Saudi Arabia. And he said like, my, my so, tough things are happening in my life right now, but I would never miss this show. Cause it was like the big Saudi Arabian right. show. And, uh, but then he was on today. I heard this morning, texts are coming at me from all angles being like, <laughs> he said that he would like to have kids with her. Yeah. No, and he said so, that on some show. And yeah. that seems a little weird for him to kind of dish on personal life stuff. Right. Yeah, like, that's the beauty of professional wrestling and pro wrestlers. It's the most disrespected, unappreciated art form out there where they will sacrifice their their actual personal <laughs> lives for story. Yeah, so they really don't know. <laughs> right, they're living the lot. They're yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going on if it's a work or not. So yeah, like that's in. A, we have like a Facebook group for the comedians of wrestling. 
um, podcast, and like in the Facebook group, it's like every day, it's like it's a work, it's uh, a work, it's man. All these Look different at this. theories. That's so fun. Yeah, right. You make you know you make all this stuff fun. The last time I saw you, we were shooting some dumb thing together. I don't even remember what it was. You mean that that commercial where I was cast as pizza chef? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't was, even have to audition. Yeah. <laughs> I was singing karaoke with some guy, and uh, and then like the brand was there, and they got really they wanted us to like really like close our eyes and sing. So we were doing that like real corny, and then the brand got nervous about it. Like they're like, maybe we should do some takes where they're they're not as they're not as passionately singing. But I, anyway, I remember you were rushing off because you had. You're gonna go watch. You had like oh, that was watch. the day of the greatest Royal Rumble, which was uh, live from Saudi Arabia. It aired here on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, and so I got wrapped at like 10 a.m. because my call time was like six. Right, and I was like, yeah, I get to go home and immediately watch that. That's Turned right. it off for a minute. I fell right asleep. Felt, yeah, I racked out. <laughs> uh, did you watch it though? Did you watch it on delay or something? I watched it. I woke up and then I watched it. Yeah, and um, right. yeah, good stuff. I mean, it was a good time. It was very, it was a weirdly, not to get too controversial or whatever, but it was a weird, people had mixed feelings on it because of Saudi Arabia. It was kind of like this big PR push. Like they have this big entertainment budget right now. Yeah. And they're like trying to push out like uh, their new image. Right. You know, of being like, and literally during the show, they aired a package being like, we now let women drive. Oh like God. it's a big oh deal, God. and they're like, "It's a little late, but look at us making progress." And, we're, and oh, then, boy. but they still didn't let the women wrestle. And they there was one wrestler that was Syrian, Sami Zayn, and he didn't, he wasn't allowed to go to the show. So this uh, is kind of like uh, a little bit of like hypocrisy happening. Progressive as they promised to be. Yeah, so it was kind of, it was a controversial thing, but it was a fun show. Um, yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, I mean the, the like I guess the class move. For the WWE would be like, look, you take us as we are or not at all. That I mean, that was my take. Like yeah. I went on that week, I went on uh, the Ringers Wrestling Podcast, Mask Man Show on uh, that's like Bill Simmons Network, right? And they asked me, they're like, how do you feel about this? And my take, well, I was the only one kind of in the room, and I was like, well, if the women can't wrestle, the men can't wrestle. Like yeah. that's, I think there's some things that are just basic civil rights that are like non-negotiable yeah. to me where I'm like, this is, if you want our Western product, this is kind of what it takes. But people have argued against me and there are solid arguments, which is like to move the needle at all, you got to get in there. And I, yeah. so I do see it both ways, but a lot, there, of, a lot of guys saying that it, it was all guys. <laughs> yeah. That was all hey, the let's guys just arguing. get in there. We'll keep it how it is. And then once it's safe, then we'll, you know, maybe, right. maybe the ladies will do it's like Animal Farm or something. You know? Yeah, it's it's the uh, pigs are living in the house, right? Is that what it is? I think that's a fair analogy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but a month before that, they went to Abu Dhabi and they let the women have their first ever women's match yeah. there, and it was kind of a weird look because. The women were like after the match, being like, "This is such a big monumentous moment." They were like crying, but they still had to cover up. They had to wear like not their actual ring gear, and it was also kind of like, "Yeah, I I don't know. Should we treat this like it's this actual big deal, or should we be like, yeah, of course we do it.' You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I I get it. I yeah. I mean, I it's maybe not what this podcast is about, but no, it's actually what we're we've drifted in. The last ten shows have been about this, so (laughs) (laughs) specifically, yeah, about Uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, well, I guess this is a. I mean, this is a good segue in that there's no real way to segue, but we should we we're here to talk about you, man. Yeah. So I know you're a workout guy now. um, Yeah. And uh, you enjoy the weights. uh, You go to the gym. 
what, what, where did you grow up on the East Coast? Yeah. Tell, so did you, were you always in, into tr- training and stuff? Did you like? No. No? Okay. No. So I'm not an athlete by any means. Okay. But I did play baseball more of as, well, to make my dad like me and also <laughs> for the extracurricular activity element of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're like, yeah. it, you know, it, 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 looks, it's like, oh, it looks good on your college resume. So I would ride the bench. Oh, you did it to look good for colleges? Yeah. You want to fill that out. <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know. So Hey, Little League, come on. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it. they said it mattered. I don't know if it actually did. It probably does. Um, did it help with your dad? Yeah, my dad like loves baseball, oh, okay. so it was like this thing where I played it, and I should have been doing theater. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, like yeah, the whole yeah, time yeah. I would go watch. My brother weirdly like worked for the high school, and he did that. He was like they one of their tech guys, so he would run like the board, uh, like the light board for yeah, the totally. like the production. So I'd go. My family would go to like support that my brother's work, and I'd watch it and be like, "Man, I wish I was up there." Like, yeah, that's what. That's what made sense to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but i was like there's no i can't do that i can't yeah. make myself vulnerable like that up there <laughs> you know like because i was like kind of a cool kid you know yeah, what i yeah, mean yeah. uh um you know so you don't like it's weird there's some high schools where performing arts is cool and it's okay yeah and there's others where it's not they don't and, exist in long island new york in long island so you don't want to get caught trying you know yeah yeah the, if you're too sincere or earnest about it then you get fucked with i mean yeah uh, with your friends, my if, friends would have given me shit. Like yeah. if I if I was up there singing and I like if I did a great job, they'd be like, "Hey, that was great." But if I like did oh, do like okay. a mediocre job, I'd be done forever. <laughs> this is like kind of I warn people when I'm like, "This is a stand up joke I do." I'm sorry to launch it to my bits, but like I, I like to give you, my friends. Like one time we went out to get pizza. And they all got two slices of pizza, and I went last, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get one slice. They still call me one slice. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't mess up with these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was no, no way I was getting on that stage to sing Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the the, uh, the risk factor is too high. Right. I Like, my buddies, same kind of thing. Like, we'd all bust balls. And then it was weird when I came, when I started doing, we, we know each other from doing UCB stuff, so when I started doing theater at UCB, like, I would do that, and then people would be hurt by it, <laughs> right? Because I'd be like, "Yeah, f- you know, f- fuck with people," and they'd be like, "Hey, man, that you know, that wasn't cool." People would like, tell you they were hurt. Kind of, yeah. It was just a little bit like, "Hey, this is a little too much." Oh you know? my god, me and, and my I, friend group, we had the thing that was. I still think to this day, the most, the most egregious, harmful behavior ever, which is, if someone said a joke that was bad, okay, what we would do is fake laugh and then say not funny. Okay? okay, so you'd be like, "Oh, I guess they like that," and then they go, "Ah, funny." <laughs> so, so you'd be like, "All right," and then I called her a, a squid. That's your joke, yeah. And then they go, ha, 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 "Not funny." Oh, god! And it messes with your brain. It still is. I, I could still have think of trauma from it. That's of I, like bombing, dude. I t- <laughs> I totally. Kn- my dad used to do. My dad was like the ultimate f- fuck with you guy, and like my dad would laugh. And it sounded real. So I'd say something and I wasn't like we're in the car and like he'd be laughing and then he'd keep laughing and I'd think like, this is too much for what I just did. And then I would look over at him and he was making the laugh sounds, but his voice, like his face was not smiling. Right. It was, like a fu- it was a fake. He's just going through the emotions. <laughs> yeah, it was just like- a, it was At least like, that came from a nice place, I think. No, no it wasn't a no? nice place. No, he's <laughs> okay. messing with me because yeah, you'd yeah, think yeah. like, that wasn't that funny. And then I'd like, look, and he was, it was a, it was a bit, he was conning me. Right. Because it sounded like he was laughing, and then I look, and his face is dead serious.
hilarious. Oh my god, to, to fuck with me. Oh, uh, men are broken. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's a good bit though. It's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, it is a great bit. Back to personal. So I played baseball. Yeah, so you're playing baseball, not so, getting a lot of traction with doing. No, that. and I, I was like the go- I was like the comedy guy. Like yeah. I would, I did the book. And All I was right. like the goof. I would like rap on the bus, like do like funny raps okay. about the team we were going. And I would play the water cooler as the, a bongo. And I called it like my, I went to Herrick's, so I called it like Mondo, the Herrick's bongo. And like <laughs> I would just hit it and sing songs. And right. and like whenever I would never play. If we were losing so bad, they would put me up to bat, and I would be terrified. Oh, I mean, Jesus. these guys were throwing the ball. It was varsity baseball. Yeah, they're throwing the ball like eighty miles an hour, yeah, dude, and intense. I was I was I was terrified. Yeah. Baseball's scary, man. You yeah. can it's it's this weird thing where you're on uh y- you know like the everybody's attention is on you. You right. know it's not a ton of action, but when you're under fire, it's all on you and then like you can get hurt. You get hit with yeah. that ball, it hurts. You can fail miserably like in on, in the outfield or you know or hitting or whatever it is. It's you can't really hide in it. Soccer like if you're playing soccer at a lower level, you can kind of hide. You just oh, kind of yeah. run around a little bit and but just avoid. When you're at the plate in baseball, yeah, that, I can't think of anything like in any all my times performing. I can't think of anything where I've been more nervous than times where I've been at the plate yeah. to bat and everyone's watching and like I know I'm going to strike out and I'm oh, praying Jesus. that they don't throw a strike because you know you don't have to swing yeah you don't have to swing until you get a strike right and you're just praying like don't call any of these a strike just four balls in a row yeah, yeah. or hit me I was like just hit me with the ball <laughs> so I could just get on base like do the job yeah. and then anytime I, they, I get on base from getting hit they would just pinch run me like oh, take some, yeah. have someone run for me that's good yeah it was well, horrible uh, what so i didn't work out at all i was just playing baseball I didn't so did work they out. have like a training thing for your team or yeah so know? that was the thing that was cool is that my coach ran like pretty good conditioning program okay. like we were, we were we'd have to practice six days a week yeah you know we, uh saturday's morning we'd practice and like i got after baseball season i'd be in like good shape like my girlfriend at the time would be like you look good after baseball season so that was like the only that was the only like pro of it for me, but you didn't fall in love with it. But no, I was like, I was, I would just completely not work out at all after yeah. that. It's you know, it's connected to baseball, which was something you weren't that into. No, and so when you're not do when you're not doing that because you have to, you're not gonna. You no, know, I didn't realize it. till post college that like you can do things you're interested in. <laughs> Dude, you know, like I didn't like I showed up to UCB. I was right out of college. I took a class, and then I remember the first class I was in there, and I was like, oh, this is what. Being a student is supposed to feel like. Yeah. I should have been doing this the whole time. That's weird, dude, because you're such a, like a funny kind of outspoken guy. It wouldn't peg you as being like a company man for so long, just fucking doing what you're supposed to. I mean, it's not a company man because you do it for your Jew parents, you know, like uh, when when you're me, uh, like it's just, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even them. It's also the culture around you. Like all my friends are lawyers who are not doing practicing law. You know what I mean? Yeah, like everyone yeah. is just like, you get the degree, right? And then what are you doing after that? <laughs> it's like a yeah. whole, it's a, it, it's a whole uh, 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 like routine, which is funny because even like I was doing like an open mic last night. To like, I'm working out some material for uh, like my next stage show. I'm gonna do it. Used to be and like, we get it, we and, get it. You and I'm a big performer now. And uh, <laughs> I had a call back today for Toyota, but. Um, <laughs> I think I booked it, but uh, Italian chef, Italian chef, Italian chef. Yeah. Um, but people get on stage and they go like, "Well, this sucks. This is depressing." And I'm like, so happy to be there. Yeah, like, I get on too. stage and I'm like, I love this. I love the bombing. I love doing well. Like all the like people. I'm like, you could do something else. I did. You know, you don't have to do this. No, I'm saying this is the only thing I want to do with my existence. Dude, I had a whole nother job before I did UCB. Like yeah. a whole job, like as a trainer, like 
had a family, like a house, everything. And then right. like, and then started UCB and I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I, doing I wish I'd been doing this since from when I was young. You oh know? yeah. I mean, I have my CPA license out of college. I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is like the top oh, accounting wow. firm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was working there when I was doing UCB classes. I would go, I would go, I would, oh man, the amount of times I was in New York City just changing in, in McDonald's bathrooms and like <laughs> Starbucks bathrooms to go to auditions and then go back to my corporate job. It was like, the, I had a backpack stuffed with a suit, oh, like a great. suit, <laughs> a suit in a backpack. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. But so I don't know, I'm completely derailing from no 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 so this is good so so you find yourself in college you're not really working out in college so I get well no so once I get to college I start working out pretty immediately okay so, so yeah it was after college where you realized you didn't have to do things you didn't want to but college you start banging out the weights and stuff yeah now is that because you didn't you wanted to change your body or you were doing it like for a social thing or yeah uh, so in uh, in college like I me and me and all my friends. Where'd you go to college? I went to University of Delaware. Okay. And um I uh God, I I mean my 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 buddy, this guy Andrew Natter, uh, he was like right we got to college. We're all like right I don't how do I describe this? You get to Delaware from Long Island, and yeah. for whatever reason, all the like Jewish Long Island kids hook up immediately. Go to the same parties, you know. There's like a yeah, weird you, kind of segregation you or whatever. Connect with your tribe or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're all like a bunch of scrawny dudes, and like we're we're getting in there, and the guys look like you, man. All so right. like we get to college, and we got all these like you know these fat faces and like scrawny arms, and we're like, oh well, we will we would like to look better and feel tougher because this is the pinnacle of machismo. So we all just like. <laughs> Became a bunch of meatheads, and yeah. it was like all spearheaded by my buddy Andrew, who Andrew like, Natter, yeah, who right. like was a he was like a high school athlete, and right. he he's like how do I describe him? I don't know if this is fair to talk about him, but whatever. He uh, I I say it in, in the kindest way, but he he was like a he was like a, a like a Long Island Jewish kid who like didn't want to be that. Like, okay. you know, like he wanted to be like a big time football player, okay. like a big dude. So he immediately got to college and he's just working out and, and and he ended up being my, you know, we lived together all of college and he was immediately with the protein, you know, he was eating, counting his calories, bulking up. Yeah. I think, I think you're trying, you know, in college, a lot of the times you can reinvent yourself and so yeah. you can find, you can try on new identities because people don't know you as well, yeah. you know? So it's like, if you want to. Be like the buff guy, you know. You can make that happen, I guess. Yeah, you know, if you're willing to put the work in. And he took to it. He lo- he still looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I just was like following him, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" I, I I and I was like putting. I I started going to the gym, and I got like really into gym culture, carrying around like a gallon of water everywhere <laughs> I went. I used to do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like so. It, my identity was like meathead. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I mean, I was playing sports, but like I can totally. Relate. I mean, yeah, that was like a, that's a whole, it's a whole weird culture. It's still prevalent. I remember I used to go to like a tanning booth and then, uh, and then like I used to like, uh, it was like Jersey Shore guys before Jersey Shore guys, but not in Jersey. Yeah. We were essentially Jersey Shore guys. Yeah. Like we, we went to like Delaware and like, we were just trying to act like we were like tough guys, yeah. you know, and we were getting into fights and it was like, 
It was a. It was wild. Yeah, I, I, it was very tribal and weird. And what's going on in Delaware? What Joe Biden's from there? What else is going on? I, I mean, Dupont. Like all the money comes oh, from the Dupont. Dupont. Like okay. that's all. The, like every on University of Delaware campus, like every building is like Dupont. Is it a good college town? I mean, it's like a fun school or. Yeah, so it's a co- it's like a party town. It's okay. like a party college in a way. But like when I got there, they were like cracking down on it. I think there was like a, a million. They put like a million dollar like grant or whatever yeah. you call it. Somebody towards, like, died. Cracking down. Yeah, somebody oh, died yes. and ruined it for all us normies. Yeah. Thanks a lot for blowing it, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, so so, but okay. like to put it in perspective, like Neil Casey and Joe Wangert both went to University of Delaware and were doing improv while they were there. Oh wow! So and there was a there was a scene there, and you didn't know about it. I I didn't we didn't do. I was I joined my fraternity, and then I I never walked on campus unless I was going to class, which was very rare. <laughs> you know, I was just living around the college, which is like always. I'm like I can't believe I spent all my parents' money, not even like using the resources of the school. It was like a donation for kids who like knew how to. I don't know, or, properly use or, the resources of the place. Work the system. Yeah. Shit, man. I, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I remember like uh, I would go to class for like one day, like one day. I could usually figure it out. Like I would pull it together by the end. But we like well, I went to Berkeley and like there would be huge, be huge lectures. So there'd be like 500 people in there. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm never coming. I to mean, this by again. senior year, if you didn't take attendance, I was never there. Yeah, same. Ne- yeah. Like, ne- I mean, I, first off, I don't learn like that. Yeah, you know, I would what I would do is hold myself up in the library. Yeah, and, like, you got to scramble right at the end. Right, right, right. And I, I didn't <laughs> get I didn't get bad all. grades. I actually got like decent grades, did and you? I graduated yeah. with an accounting degree. Uh, I did really well in the beginning of college, uh, and, oh, then and then towards you, the end, it was like you right, coasted on your uh, on your good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can do it. Yeah. Uh, so what? So what's going on with nutrition? Are you? So you're doing? I'm assuming you're doing like heavy weights. You're doing kind of like a bodybuilder split routine. Yeah, we were doing like Monday's chest, you know, Tuesday yeah. legs, Wednesday back. Everything was split, and like arms were not worthy of their own day. You know, All the right. full on like bodybuilder. Okay. And like when we had rest days, we'd be like really like serious about our resting. We're like, I gotta sleep till this time. Yeah. Let the body recover. My buddy was setting timers. We'd wake up, have shakes in the middle of the night. Oh, geez, you're doing that. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. that's hardcore. Yeah. What and so what? And nutritionally, was it just as many calories as you could get in? Even like dirty bulking, or were you doing? Were you trying to eat clean? We would try to eat semi semi clean but we had such weird justifications our our metabolism was so good at the time yeah, man. that like that's we'd be like well you know what like i have some fries sometimes and that's good like we'd have like we didn't oh, know yeah. what the hell we were talking about you just judo it into making sense for your workout yeah. do fries are actually good if you're doing leg day you yeah, know? yeah yeah we, we, we literally, literally we would do stuff like that i yeah. mean i still do stuff like that but well i mean now i just c- admit to myself that like i'm gonna eat fries <laughs> yeah i think that's the way to do it i also think you know if you are if you do kind of pair it with a big workout i mean it's probably the best way to do it. If yeah. you're going to have a little bit of junk, you know, you can kind of save up for it on a on a busy lifting day right. or a heavy lifting day. But the most interesting thing I think about my college workout routine, like uh, zone, I think is where we should go to, is like something happened where like junior year, I had this like epiphany where I was like, I want to be lean. Okay. Like, I don't know. Before that, it was like about putting on muscle because I was just shocked. For like freshman and sophomore year, I was just shocked that like I was building my shoulders, my arms. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, this is just cool that I'm like not yeah. scrawny anymore. Right. And the strength too, right? You get into getting stronger. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah, also yeah. I had like – I always like – I always had like weird like body dysmorphic tendencies where like I would look in the mirror when I was younger and be like my hips were wider than my shoulders and it really – 
bothered me. Yeah. You know, guys don't really talk about being body dysmorphic, but, uh, no, dude, I mean, you're, it, it comes up, man. I, yeah. I mean, we have like a lot of, a lot of people like write us. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like people feel, but maybe you didn't talk about. And now people are talking about nor, more yeah. guys. are. I had, I had like a, re- I didn't even know what that term was. I mean, I didn't know anything. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I was learning like accounting, like, and I was like a good student. So like I knew numbers and balance sheets, yeah. all this, but I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything you know about to, like life or like how to yeah. feel how or to, like the, the right kind of tools to deal with those feelings or have a, like a skill set to be self-aware in yeah. that way. Yeah. I, until I like met my wife, I don't think I knew anything about like what anxiety was or like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't talk about it where we're from. Guys don't have like... You know, it's classic toxic masculinity stuff where it's like, I don't know, now I'm totally veering off, but there's no, like a no, shield. No. But I, I, I'm i saying, so I was really, to go back to it, I was really excited about building up my shoulders and making myself wider. And then I would put on shirts and I'm like, and I look in the mirror and be like, damn, that's how I always wanted to look. And I could have <laughs> controlled it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah. then junior year, I was like, I want to lean. Uh, anyway, I was bringing it back to getting yeah, lean. Yeah, no, so getting lean. So then you have this epiphany that you want to just... Or like a like a tide shift that you just want to lean out, and you're yeah. less interested with size and more interested with getting cut, right? And so, that's a pretty normal progression, I think, for guys. Yeah, like in your younger years, you want to get big and strong, and then you're like, I don't want to be a fucking block. I want to or a fat ass. I want to get. I want to be cut. You but know? we at one time we didn't care. Like my like so my buddy was like, oh, we're just all putting on weight. It's like let's put on weight, and we all got like we were like. I was like a meatball. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, I was like round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we were all, we were fighting at night, by the way. I just want to let you know, we would go out to the bars, get drunk and fight every single night. Okay. I would get punched in the face all the time. Oh, Jesus. It, and I don't know what this was about. I don't know why we were doing this. It was just the deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just, it was your identity at the time. I, yeah. So, I mean, similar, same, similar. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So we, it's it's weird, man. It, when you like really dissect it, like it is weird. I, or I remember like thinking, like just thinking about stuff I used to be like that used to rile me up or I get mad about before. I was like, I couldn't even imagine being mad now. I'm yeah, rarely yeah. ever mad. Oh yeah, yeah. And like now, when I saw like the other night, I was at the is improv. That like a dip in testosterone, maybe or something. I don't I, know. I, I probably it's probably. probably some kind of like a version of we're dying. Yeah, and that we <laughs> were decay. when we were fighting, we were actually primally in our healthiest form. Yeah, we were robust and <laughs> oh, virile. Absolutely. Yeah, we were, now, like, yeah. yeah. We were locking antlers all the time. Right. That was unbelievable. But yeah. like, you know, now like I'm just like a corpse. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> how I feel like. Yeah. I went to. Uh, I, like the other night, I was at the uh, the improv at the. I was standing at the bar and like some. We guy, get it, we get it. You do comedy. I do comedy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, all right, we'll see the location. Fine. <laughs> the other day, I was at the Cracker Barrel, um, eating. And no, and this and like this one guy like bumped into this other guy, and the guy and the guy goes what? And then the other guy goes, "You meet me outside." And then the guy, this guy, just goes like, "Okay," follows him outside. These wow. guys just. Beat the crap out of each other. Oh wow! And the best part is, there's a comic on stage, and he's just bombing, and he's just like, "All right, this room got weird." He has no idea why he's bombing. Yeah, it's, there's a fucking fight happening. <laughs> Jesus. And you're like, "What?" And then I just watched that and was like, "What?" That's like so. 
what is that? Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to like, I was like, ah, I could get hurt or like get a tooth loose or something, you right. know? <laughs> I don't want to mess my clothes up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, anyway, back to being lean. Yeah, so, so junior, so junior year. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, so junior year. So what, so how does that, how does that manifest? What do you change? Do you change workouts or do you change food or both? Yeah. So I changed food like drastically. I started actually focusing on nutrition. Okay. Um, and I basically, um, was just like, well, I was reading anything I could, but essentially. So yeah. What was your resource? Like just muscle and fitness. I mean, it was like the internet and magazines, but also it was like. Uh, a lot of just like gym talk. I'd be in the gym and I would ask, the gym was very, uh, the gym culture in, in my college and probably a lot of colleges is like very active, you know, like, yeah. uh, uh, and very social. Yeah. So it would be like, I would go up to someone and like humble myself and just be like, yo, you look good, man. What, you mind me asking like what you were eating? Like, yeah, I yeah. would do that. Yeah. And guys love to talk about it. Guys, girls love to talk about it. People that are in shape are yeah. always like, yeah. And there were a couple people I still remember to this day, like who were like kind of like my gurus. Like yeah. they were, if you went to the gym, they were, I think they literally lived there. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, they're never, I know those people, they're never not there. Like you go during a weird time that's not on your normal schedule right. and you're like, that fucker's in there. It's yeah. 10, it's 10 PM. And yeah. they would like come over, correct my form for like no reason. Yeah. Just, and like, I was very happy to be low status inside the gym and yeah. just be like, Hey, like, you, you, you. well, that's good. That's a rare thing. Uh, that kind of white belt mentality where you're okay with being a beginner. Some, some people don't have that. It keeps them out of the gym. They don't want to go in there and be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I get both sides of it, but if you can, if you can change your mindset to be open, then you can learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's something I mess up on a lot, but I try to actually bring that into, like, every aspect of my life is, like, the white belt mentality. The problem is is that some people have a black belt mentality and who shouldn't have who shouldn't have a black belt. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, like, you're, like, you end up playing, like, let's call it low status, just whatever, for whatever reason, but I, right. just, like, in terms of improv scenes or whatever. Sure. Like, you know, like, I just be like, you start being like, oh, I'll take advice from this guy, and, like, I don't think I need advice from this person. They're no. just, like, some kind of, they've deemed themselves a Jedi master. Yeah, well, and fitness is a weird thing, too, because sometimes people are just genetic anomalies, and so they look great, and you go up, and you're like, what's the secret? And they're just like, they tell you some, you know, Chick-fil-A every day, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you got to make sure you drink grain alcohol and you're just like, what the, f- what? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's and you're not like, Yo, founded in any kind of like science or research. You right. Know? At so, that age, these guys are like 22. So you're just like, or like 21 and yeah. you're like, all right, like yeah. just nutrition is like, just get your protein in and you're probably get, fine. Right. So what, but that being said, is there anything that you learned at the time? What was the big eye? The carbs was the big thing. Like yeah. it was all about limiting your carbs. So I, at the time, I would, uh, I, 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 I had like the, I was able in college, I was able to have the most regimented schedule I've still to this day ever had. Okay. You know, where it was like, I'd wake up, eat by, God, I don't know. I would skip breakfast. Yeah. Okay. I would skip breakfast, go to this class I had. So you were, no, 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 not true. I would wake up, drink a shake for breakfast. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Then I would go to this class I had. I had because I started in this is a weird side note, but I, it was like a winter session where I only had one class. That's when I started to lean out. Okay, yeah, you know, and I would go. You had I'd, time, I'd, you had time to get lean. Yeah, yeah. So I'd do that, have the shake, then after that, go to the gym, which was really great because if you're hungry, you go to the gym. Yeah, because then you forget about being hungry. Right. You just all right. I'll work out. Yeah. And I would lift. I, I would be on a classic meathead lifting schedule okay. like that. But then I would hit the treadmill right after and I so was like... So added in cardio? Yeah. Okay. Every day I was running five miles. And just jogging? 
Uh, yeah, I was doing like uh, probably like on a on the tre- it was all treadmill. Okay. I can still to this day only run on a treadmill, which is which is I don't I don't can't really describe that. But what you just don't like running outside, or just it's easier for you on a treadmill, or yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I is it like because it's like uh, the distance you can control all the elements more, like the distance and the time and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I like being in the gym. I don't know. I like the gym atmosphere. I think it's more like that. I think I, like I, I'm like more there. of a Drago. Like put me in the in the <laughs> hook me up to the machine. Rocky like, Four reference. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I used to like run outside a lot, and uh, like this was before like there was like I don't know stuff that you could really track what you were doing, and so it's even before like I wore a watch regularly. Right. And like I would be like, all right, I'm just gonna park my car and kind of run by the beach. And I want to go for like an hour. Right. So then I would just like go out there and run and like with just nothing. Yeah. And then I'd come back to my car and be like, I think it's been, and it had been like 13 minutes. And I'd be like, ah, definitely not. That, that's another problem I had when I ran outside. <laughs> but actually I'm realizing why I like treadmill running while we're talking is, and from what you just said is, uh, I, I like interval running oh, yeah, on a treadmill. You, you, can, you can control the elements there. Right. Yeah. So that's, that. yeah. So that, that, that hits into that. So. so you're watching the time. Do you ever cover up the treadmill so you can't see? 100%. It? Towel yeah. over it. What are, who are these lunatics that can look at, like, especially if they're going to go for like an hour that could just look at it slowly tick away. I got a towel. I got to throw a towel over that. Some people are like incredibly built for cardio. Like I'm yeah, not, I'm like yeah. short and stocky. Like I weigh more than I should always my whole life. Even when I'm lean, like you would guess my weight, you'd be 20 pounds off. You know what I mean? Right. So like. Uh, so you do well at the circus guess your weight guy. Those guys are never getting you, right? Oh, absolutely. You know how many teddy bears I got? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Full-size teddy. Full I got a size. room of giraffes. All right, nice. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, yeah, so um, I'm good. But like I can squat like an insane amount of weight. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, you're built for that. Right, I'm built for that. Uh, so so you're you're watching the carbs. I remember I, I, was, I was dating this girl. And uh, I'd go to the gym all the time. This is like high school. She was older than I was. Lied about my age. That's another podcast. Yeah. I told yeah, her yeah. I was. I told her I was nineteen because I knew she was like in her twenties. So that way she wouldn't think I was like just some seventeen-year-old kid. But she wouldn't expect me to get into bars. I figured that was like right. the smart move. You know. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. Slick. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I went to the movies with her and some of her friends, and they were all like kind of fit, in shape gym girls. And I got like a icy and her friend was like, what are you, aren't you worried about the getting fat from that? And I was like, no, nah, it's, you know, it's an icy, like it's fat free. And she was like, yeah, wow. but there's all their sugar in there. And I was like, what sugar? What do you mean sugar? She was like, yeah, sugar and carbs that turns into fat. And it, it blew my mind. Oh yeah. I, had I that. was like, wait, what? And then, so then I started like, it was like the end of like six cents where it was like real, I was like thinking about like all like the bread and stuff I was eating and like pasta. And I was like, I thought this was healthy. I thought like bagels were healthy for me. Oh yeah. I, I remember <laughs> one, I remember I was one, like bagels are bad. Yeah. I, I got a blueberry muffin. I said to my mom, I was like, oh, like I'm trying to be more healthy. So I got the blueberry muffin as opposed to the chocolate muffin. <laughs> right. And she was like, it's cake. That's yeah. cake. Yeah. You're and like, I was like, no, nah, oh. it's a blueberry muffin, mom. Come on. And that was like, <laughs> I remember that being like eye opening to me. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, you can't eat anything? Yeah. You can't it, eat anything. It blew my mind. It, like, people are so savvy now on nutrition and carbohydrates and stuff that it doesn't, it probably doesn't even seem real. But like, there was a time where people would just eat spaghetti and like 
carbs and stuff and not think it was bad. Yeah, it's just pre-Atkins like, and stuff. Yeah, wait, pre-Atkins, that's it. Right. Yeah, and then Atkins, it was like, oh, wow. That was the game. That's when everyone understood, like, if you want to cut weight, just cut out the carbs. Cut out the carbs. Yeah. yeah. So what I was doing in college, well, do you want to go back to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how so, so how lean did you end up getting? Well, tell me what you were doing food-wise. Well, I can tell you weight-wise, too. I can give yeah, you yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because... Um, well, I'm saying so. I would I would have the shake, then I would get to the gym. After the gym, I'd have another shake. So I'm already eating two shakes. Okay. And then the next thing I would eat, the only thing I would have is uh, I'd have two slices of uh, whole wheat bread okay. with um, grilled chicken, right. and that was the only carbs I had that were not in the shake. Gotcha. And the shake didn't have any fruit in it or anything. We're not not smoothies. This no. is like pre smoothie. It was just like weight? water and chocolate protein or protein, whatever. Was know? it like a weight gainer or was it just pretty much protein, low sugar protein shake? Just low, it was like iso pure. Like it, God, yeah, it was yeah. iso pure. Yeah. Though with the zero carb, disgusting. Right. I have to like hold my nose. Yeah, yeah. And I used to eat like two strawberries. I'd have two strawberries in a plastic bag. After the gym, because like I you remember the hearing insulin like response from right, that? right, yeah. yeah there I you remember. Go. I didn't know why I was doing it. This was just <laughs> tips I was picking up. They're like, you need a little bit of fruit. Have two strawberries after, like, right? yeah, yeah. And you're just following it blindly. All right, blindly. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really care about why either. Like, I was just like, all right, you do that. All right, cool. And I'm getting results at that age. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. looking bonny. You yeah. know, and then I had no carbs. If we would go out to eat at night, I would bring grilled chicken. I had the George Foreman grill. I'd bring it in aluminum foil. You brought your own shit. I would bring it out there, and everyone thought I was crazy. But honestly, like I thought it was like super cool. Yeah. But yeah. now thinking back, it's like so embarrassing and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember know? like going to like a friend's wedding and stuff, and like bringing my own food for it. Like, what an idiot! Oh, you did it to a wedding? Yeah, yeah. I, at that time, I would have. To my yeah, so uh, same. I went when I was in college. I went to like my high school girlfriend was younger than me. Uh, uh, and I went to her prom and I wore a tuxedo and brought a gallon of water. You're in college and you went to the high school yeah, prom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you brought a gallon of water and stuff. So you I got should... the jug like in the picture and stuff. You want to talk about stupid masks? Yeah. I have a picture of it. It's uh, it's embarrassing. It's it's. <laughs> and I remember everyone was like, oh, because I actually like all those kids saw me and, and they're all like, wow, Dan yeah. is like. Yeah, he jacked now. He's he went to college. Buff. He, got he drove his IROC here. He's got his own <laughs> jug of water. <laughs> and I brought the water, and yeah. I was like, and, uh, like the only reason I went with her is because I didn't want her to go with another dude. And she, uh, I don't yeah. even think she wanted me to go with her. I think she was like, <laughs> I really don't want like some weird college dude to like come to my prom. And oh, I was like, God. no, you're taking me. Like it was, oh, oh, God, disgusting. <laughs> I can't even talk about myself. What a yeah. dumb greaseball I was. Uh, similar, dude. This is why we're <laughs> in such a mess now, culturally. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys like us. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, I was, I, so I went. I was probably weighed. Oh, you want to get to, to like weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep telling you what I want to talk no, about. No, no. This is, listen, this is, what, this is the time for that. I probably weighed at the time. I probably was up at like, oh, man, I probably weighed like 190, right? Okay. I, like of like, right? It's and a then, good size. Right. And I leaned down you? to 160. One, oh, wow. So dropped 30 pounds. Yeah. I That's was major. Tiny. Like my yeah. waist was probably like a 30. Wow. Like I, cool. I, I got like so leaned out. Yeah. And I never took pictures. Like, oh man! Like, because I was like, "Oh, I'm not done yet." You know, yeah, you, you're yeah. going like, you don't like. Now thinking back, I was like, "Yo, you're never going to be in this shape again in your life." And I yeah. should have got had a professional photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or there's be pre Instagram now. Everybody just posts pictures of themselves all over the place. Oh yeah. And I was listening to Gerard Butler, and he was talking about like getting in shape for three hundred. Yeah. He was like, "I'm glad it's on film because I'll I'll never look like that again." Right. Yeah. It's like. 
Well, that was, in he, a he went cool to, what was it, Jim Jones or whatever, the, the, wherever he went. No, I don't know. There's I the name know. of that gym that, like, all those guys, the 300 guys were all training in. Like, it was the big thing at the time. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like, I did see, like, the workouts for it. It's all him talking about, you know, they're flipping tires and they have his flipping tires and all this stuff. But, like, <laughs> it's all diet shit. It doesn't, it's not like the tires that really got him that lean, you know. He's right. Just, he was doing resistance training and dieting major. Yeah. You know? Well, you think they were juicing at all? Any, like, HGH involved? Or Could what? be. Could be. I mean, they got they were pretty cut, but that one's tricky too because I know they did some post effects on you know like their abs and stuff to make them look even more lean. Yeah, they, I mean those two, they were shit. I mean they, they also yeah. they had like the shading. Yeah, they, Zach they Snyder's the... getting in there. You yeah, know, with Mario Paint making everybody look lean. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one good thing about <laughs> Zach Snyder's. He's just a guy who appreciates a nice jacked up dude, yeah. just like me. By any by, by any means necessary. He's like, he's like, like all right, Jack guy walks through and then electric guitar. Really. <laughs> that's literally what it is it's like yeah, this beautiful man he breaks through the wall yeah. and then just hit the electric guitar <laughs> totally he's got the guitarist thing like even like uh watchman he like dr manhattan yeah. he's like yeah i'm sure he signed on just so that he could do dr manhattan oh yeah he's like we're gonna have the guy's dick out we're gonna do the whole, oh, yeah <laughs> the whole he's gonna look jacked in the uh, book I, I know in the book but i'm not sure it's in the movie he has like multiple dicks right I think he does. It does it happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, he's like the like, ultimate pleasure machine. Yeah. But he's also working on the ship. Oh, Watchmen yeah. is the best thing ever. Not the movie. Not the movie. Though. I don't hate the movie. I didn't hate the movie either. The score is inexcusable, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, it's not a score. It's, it's the like soundtrack. The yeah. They, Should have been scored. Yeah. They play some weird, like, hallelujah, like, it's contemporary, like, pop soundtrack or something. They play, like, first off, they play uh, uh, Sound of Silence, which is, like, already, like, taken. Yeah. They play yeah. that during like the comedian's funeral scene and right. you're like, all right, like it's been done a lot. Yeah, this is like the graduate song. You can't do that. And then they right. play all along the watchtower. Yeah. It's just like a weird, like wet dream of music. I don't know. No, and they probably should have gone with like it because it's eighties Cold War. Like, why not just do the music from the time if you're gonna do yeah. contemporary music and not a traditional score? They're doing a series of that. Watchmen? Yeah. Oh, I think is it BBC? No, I think it's I think it's a big cable network, maybe I, I, HBO I or something. Wait. It's my favorite thing. I, I, it's the thing I like recommend to everyone. I'm like, I'll buy the, the book for people and be like, watch the graphic and novel. All, the graphic novel. Yeah. I'm like, you got to read this. I think it's the best thing ever. And I think the movie looked pretty beautiful. Like it There's was some, it's, there are some parts that work. People I, were really harsh on it because they went frame for frame. Yeah. Because, it's like, they can't do the whole comic in there. Yeah. And there's some, some of the performances I thought were good. Um, yeah. So uh, we digress. Uh, so, so we, uh, that can bring us up to now. So we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in now. We're going to yeah. take a quick commercial break, uh, pay the bills, keep, keep, keeping the lights on here in the weight room. And, uh, we'll be right back with more Dan Black. What's up, bell babies. This is big rye here. I want to talk to you guys about brushing your teeth. Now, the truth is most people are brushing their teeth wrong. I was. I'm not being judgmental against you guys. I was doing it wrong. Um, not doing it for long enough. We forget to change our brush on time. And it's not our fault, guys. Most brands are focusing on selling us flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. They're not teaching us how to do it. But not Quip. Okay, let me tell you what's so great about Quip. It's an electric toothbrush, but it's a fraction of the cost of the bigger, bulkier brushes. Those big suckers, they're overcharging you guys. They're overcharging you. And Quip is a sleeker design and it gives you just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Also, it's got a built-in timer. 
And that's going to help you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes. It's also got these guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides so you don't get distracted. You got your old lady yelling at you. You're doing just one side. You forget how long you've been doing it. Quip's going to let you know when you need to switch sides so you're not wearing your gums down. Also, they have a subscription plan. So they're delivering new brush heads to your house, but it's not just for convenience. It's actually for your health. They're concerned about your health, guys. That's big. I need, I need to be in business with a company that's concerned about my health. So they deliver you new brush heads on the dentist's recommended schedule every three months for just $5, and that's including free shipping worldwide. That's pretty major. It also comes with a, a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks, uh, so you can use it as a cover. So it's hygienic for travel. You can take it anywhere you go. I used to have this big old toothbrush that was like a plug-in drill bit. And uh, I couldn't travel with it because it didn't fit in my suitcase and there was nowhere to keep it. But now Quip, I can just stick it right to the mirror, stays nice and clean. And uh, also, if you don't believe me, guys, think about Oprah. It made Oprah's O-List. It was named one of Time Magazine's best inventions. And it's literally the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. That's a pretty big deal. All right. I've been trying to get the American Dentists Association to recognize me for years. They, they won't even pay attention to me. They, don't, they keep asking why, and I'm like, don't worry about why. Um, also, Quip is backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of people that use it all the time. I'm one of them. I got the slate color. It looks awesome. I feel like James Bond brushing my teeth, and uh, I'm not brushing for too long. I'm brushing for just the right amount of time. So Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to Get Quip, dot com slash dumbbells right now you'll get your first refill pack free with equip electric toothbrush so that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash dumbbells that's g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash dumbbells take care of your teeth bell babies you got beautiful smiles now let's get back to the show And we're back, babe. Okay, so th- so that brings us to now, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let, we can jump back a little bit. So when you're in New York, when you're doing UCB and stuff, yeah. uh, when you're done with college, what happens then? Yeah, so I mean, in that's, leading, leading that's interesting. Into now. Like, so just, I'm in that, uh, just to jump back to that college zone for one second, I like, I remember like one day, I was so hungry. I remember one day, like someone brought cookies into our apartment. I was like, I'm going to eat one because I'm just like so hungry. I mean, I was really, the discipline I had was like crazy. I ate one and then I ended up eating all of them and then going to buy more cookies. I was so depleted. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, me- mentally and physically. Right. And then I think from that, like literally that cookie moment forward, I just like went back into like, I, I never did that again, <laughs> you know? Um, so I cut to like when I'm doing, I'm post-college, it's like I'm working. I'm so stuck. that was, you binged on those cookies but you never did that again i'm saying i never had the discipline again to this day that i had in college like that i've had times where uh, like i yeah so this kind of cuts to like more uh post-college present day but um i'm just saying like that time i I don't think i could go back to that because i i know i'll i know it's not sustainable yeah so now i have a because of that like fallout i know unless i was training for like a project like a 300 now I'm all about like stuff that's more like sustainability is something right. I think about, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I, like I, I'm similar. Like I deal with like some, um, binge or compulsive eating tendencies 
to where I'll um, I, I've talked about it a bunch. Everybody knows on this podcast, but like I'll eat beyond being full. Right. You know, especially like if I've abstained from that kind of food for a while and then I think like, oh, now I'm letting myself have some, then I'm I, I maybe it's like this kind of embedded fear that like I don't know when the next time will be. So I gotta get it all out of my system now. Right. So that's that kind of, you know, I'm gonna go buy more cookies. I crush this box, I'm gonna go buy more. Yeah. But I was reading this um book uh called I think it's called The Hungry Brain. I'll look it up. But uh and this guy was talking about like how hunter gatherers are naturally predisposed to binge eating and it's survival technique. So you like they'll even people now that still would fall under the criteria of being a hunter gatherer, they uh like if they they happen upon like a big jug of honey or something like a big source of honey, they'll chug the whole thing. It's like 480 grams of sugar. They'll literally chug the whole thing. Wow. And their body will send a will release dopamine. So dopamine is like a feel good hormone. Yeah. And then uh and then when that dopamine gets released, then your body starts making these sensorial observations like where you were, what sounds you were hearing, how it tasted. So that way when you find yourself in that situation again, you can get those calories again, right? And so that's why like certain smells will trigger that or certain restaurants or certain color schemes kind of like start to awake all those like sensory observations that your body has made when it's gotten dopamine because it's a natural survival technique because before we didn't know when we would get our calories. So if you happened upon something that was like really calorie dense, you would need to eat as much of it as you could because you could starve otherwise. So that's wow. why, so that's what, that like kind of plants that seed and we all have it in us to like want to like, just like gorge, you know, or like yeah. go to a buffet or something, you know? I mean, no, no, lucky for us nowadays, no one has ever that like, I'm storing blubber for the winter. Like <laughs> no, no one ever, like we're not, uh, we don't, we live in a first world country. Uh, yeah. The no, first world country. Well, and, uh, we, debatable, think, but yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think intellectually we know that, but like, but. I think subconsciously we don't. Right. So that's why people overeat. And so that's why I always like try to implore people that like, it's not their fault. A lot of these times if they're overeating, they're kind of hardwired that way. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You're up against it. You're up against nature. We have a crazy different food environment now, but anyway, I wanted, so I want to hear, so you loosen up a little bit when you're kind of start your career yeah, yeah, you still. I, like I definitely to put on some weight. Like, I definitely put on some weight post college because I was like working for the first time. That was really stressful, and I was doing comedy at night every single night. You know, yeah. So I, time's I wasn't a sleeping. factor, right? Yeah. yeah, and sleep, right? I was also studying for the CPA exam after college. That's uh, gnarly, which I, right? Which was insane. Well, the weird thing. This is kind of topical. Is like when I was I was taking my CPA exam, and then I was also taking Donald Glover's sketch class. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, that's right. The Childish Gambino. This, this is America. America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Donald Glover was my sketch teacher. And I was so overwhelmed with the CPA exam that I was like half-assing that class and he thought I was so bad. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like sometimes not bringing sketches and they were like so... Uh, and he I, hints at what a hack you are in that uh, in that video. You could see it. Yeah, This yeah, is yeah. America. Yeah, you yeah. got to watch close. It's an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to make a couple jokes, but I don't know how sensitive <laughs> it is. Uh, uh uh, <laughs> but just know I had something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, he listens. I, I put it's a lot on my plate. Do you want him to know that you were focused on CPA? I want him to time. know if he ever hears this that like <laughs> I could have done better, Donald. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So now he knows. Give me a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, you'll see me in Atlanta next fall. But uh, so 
I was overloaded. I was putting too much on my plate, like uh, metaphorically, and also probably eating to to yeah. uh, to factor that in. So I put on some weight, but I wasn't really I wasn't really uh, gym focused. It was hard for me to like find my rhythm post college, which I think is pretty normal. Um, once I got more comfortable, I found that uh, I I have a well. Let's just talk about habits. I have a really hard time, which is very common. I bet when I'm when I have like a full time anything like finding prior uh, finding any time to work out but if i'm like not working i'm like work i can plug right back into like getting my fitness on check it's in, in, on point it's actually both that right. totally makes sense so you know if you're overloaded and you just straight up don't have time yeah that's one thing and then also sometimes people that have too much time will fall off and not exercise yeah so it just kind of depends on what i like it speaks to knowing yourself and knowing what it, it's what it's going to take for you to be consistent you know and that's a big thing with you know like getting your attendance up in the gym is kind of figuring out what kind of person you are right and then setting yourself up for success yeah so if you like if you get overloaded easily like you can't over schedule yourself for the, the workouts will suffer yeah like you know? I, I i'm like i would say at post-college i fell into the pattern of like Every three years, I get in really good shape. Okay, and then I fall off again. You fall Something off. happens that like I can't prioritize fitness anymore, or and and then something happens where I just like look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, it's time to to fix myself. And then now, now I'm in my 30s. Like now I'm in a place where I'm able to keep the first time in my life I'm able to not be insane about fitness and keep it as a steady constant yeah. in my life with eating and food and uh part of that is my wife is like also like that so we have like kind of uh that kind of weird codependency or something a positive uh, codependency a positive code i know that's only negative connotation right yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's a negative word it's probably like a positive enabling or whatever Whatever you want. Does this matter? Okay, shut up, this imaginary person who's giving me crap. Um, yeah, that, so that helps. And then also I've uh, found, like, classes, which I've taken to, which we talk oh, about yeah, on that's, my podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so you're into, uh, like, kind of boot camp style classes. Yeah. Right now so, I go to Barry's Boot Camp a lot. Yeah. Which I really highly yeah, recommend. People love it, man. Yeah. People love it. So, it's, 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 so if you have that, um, you know, that kind of communal – uh, competitive with yourself or with others, and uh, and it's just kind of guided, and then you're in and out. Like, what is it? Like an hour, hour and a half? It's one hour, and one it's hour, like and you're done. The most intense it's hour. It's like real hardcore interval training, and uh, yeah, yeah. Barry's boot camp. I think do they are they do they have a national presence now? Yeah, yeah. Not not everywhere. I know they have it in like all. They have it in every city. You would think they have it. Miami, okay. <laughs> New York, Los Angeles. So a lot yeah. of the big metropolitans, but San I would Francisco. venture I would venture to say that that style is very popular. And so if it's not Barry's boot camp, there's going to be something similar to that. Yeah. And it's worth checking out if you need a little like guidance, you know, if you feel like um like if you go to the gym and you're just kind of wandering around or you can't get motivated to go, that, that it adds a little bit of accountability and for certain like types, like your type Dan, it's like the best thing like it's yeah yeah it plugs I, you right in well the, i guess this the, the thing with it is that whenever i go like i'm gonna go tomorrow morning i after i leave i have the same thought every time which is that, like i could never have an hour to that productive on my own <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. so if i don't have anything going on i can get i can work out i can get in good shape yeah but the efficacy of it is super low. Yeah. I mean, I spent three hours in the gym to burn the amount of calories I burned right. in that one hour. And yeah. so that's how I've been able to successfully 
uh, uh, keep even when I'm busier, still maintain yeah. active is through these your, classes. Your quality has gone up. Yeah, so you get a lot more bang for your buck. Absolutely. Yeah. So th- that'd th- be cool if they had like that Barry's boot camp for other things like writing or something. You know. Yeah, I mean they have it for. They, I'm sure they have some versions of it, right? They got it for improv. They got it for. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same as that. Like where you just go like an hour and you just get like forced into doing shit and being real productive. Yeah, I mean it. it yeah, I don't. I don't know how it equates, but it, it, this, this. Tell me how it equates. I don't. I, I don't know. Well, what kind of thing would you have? Like a comedy? Would you have like a an acting? I, acting would be tough, but I mean, just something that like, uh, you know, this this kind of like, I don't know, just writing maybe or something. yeah, or like something like life organization or like a DMV boot camp where you just do all your DMV shit or something. You know, just shit you put off. Oh yeah, but right. I I actually am able to like focus. I'm able to. I notice that, like, I see what I, th- what I do in the gym translates to what I can do in other uh, aspects sets, of my life. Sets a tone for yeah. everything else. Where it's like, hey, you didn't think you could do that? Yeah. You know, I didn't think I can go to. Sometimes I go to like an eight thirty class a.m. I mean, I, <laughs> I and then I'm done after a.m. For God's sake, a.m. <laughs> Did you people understand that? What a.m. is? That's the the earlier one. <laughs> okay <laughs> i will say i one day i was like I, I i sometimes i get like too neurotic where i like I, I i my schedule was crazy busy and i was like all right you know what friday i'm going to uh 7 a.m workout okay. class that's ambitious right yeah. and i went i did it and then I got sick, like really sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to be yeah, like working gotta, out can make, you have to just be like, all right, like yeah, it can you got to be realistic. You know, yeah. if you, it's got to, it can beat your immune system up. You got to take your time and, and make sure you're getting rest and all that stuff too. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a point to where it's going to be, you know, you can be overkill. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so now, so what's happening with food stuff now? Where, where are you excelling? Where are you falling oh, off? Oh, okay. So food is really interesting right now. Um, so I just, in the beginning of the year in January, my, my thing is I'm very hungry. Okay. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like to eat a lot. Same. I've, I've always been that way. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, and when I work out, it's worse. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, days where I don't go to the gym, I'm like, I, I realize like I, I eat half as much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, I'm sure that's very common. Uh, again, you know, I've picked up no technical knowledge over the years. <laughs> just hearsay. You, I eat strawberries. Yeah. All right. Two strawberries. Two strawberries in a bag. Yeah, like clockwork. St- yeah. Okay. I yeah. had those little bags. You know, those like plastic bags. You're like, why do they make these ones just for Coke? Yeah. You know, the ones that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had those for strawberries. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to, ooh. um, yeah. anyway, so, uh, uh, I, uh, so all right, January, I, was like, all right, you know, you know, you get that beginning of the, that New Year's resolution yeah, kind of absolutely. thing. Absolutely, I was like, I want to try being a vegan. Oh wow, I didn't know this. Yeah, did we talk about this? <sighs> now, anyway, go on. Maybe, yeah. but I don't remember. It wasn't I think, recorded I, 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 on yeah. this podcast, so uh, yeah. it might have been. We might have talked about it on mine. Maybe on yours. So 2018 January January you start the vegan. Well, I started January like 28th okay. after after the Royal Rumble. All right, post Royal Rumble because I had pizza at my Royal Rumble, but uh, which is you know it had meat on it. But uh, yeah, I was like I I want to I want to do this, and the main reason that I did it was first off I rely very heavily on beef. Like I eat too, way too much red meat. Okay. Um, I don't like I don't like chicken as much, and I don't eat pork. I, I'll eat pork a little bit, but like. I grew up in a Jewish household where, like, it it just wasn't part of our regular routine. Sure. So, like, a pork chop just kind of grosses me out. It's not like a religious. I'm not religious, you know. Yeah. 
So uh, I'll like tend to like lean more on beef. So I was like, you know what? I want to just explore my options. I want to be able to eat a meal that doesn't have a, a, a meat protein. A beef component. Right. <laughs> and still feel good. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to end up a vegan, but I would like to like develop yeah. the skill. So I had three months and I was pretty good on it. Like I was eating, you know, I was eating like tofu and like seitan. I was eating those like uh, uh, those replacements. And also the other thing that attracted me to it was like that it's a higher carb diet. Because like since I'm always hungry, it was like, all right, well, I can lean out, but also get uh, some carbs in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and I was talking to my buddy who's like kind of a vegan bodybuilder type, you know, uh, and I was watching all these videos. And then, so after three months of doing the vegan thing, I was definitely leaning out, not like anything crazy, but I was definitely looking good, but oh, good. I felt awful. Oh no. Well, like, um, I don't know. I, I, I would love to talk to more vegans about it, but I felt like so bloated the whole time. Yeah. And that's like a common thing. The whole vegan bloat. You know, yeah, and I like, I like, just my stomach was like a disaster. You yeah, know, I won't get into too much detail, but it was like every day was like a struggle. Yeah. Too much fiber, too much, oh, too gotcha. much vegetables. It was, yeah. I, and then I would look at like brown rice and just be like, I, I would, I could like throw up looking at it. <laughs> well, I mean, so we have we've had other vegans on the podcast, and you can you can get lean off. Some people do really well. Yeah. And some, maybe their body type or whatever, there's, you know, there's all this. So like the critique of it would be that you're not getting bioavailable protein. Bioavailable would mean that it's your, uh, the most readily available protein for your body to assimilate and use. Right. So the, the most bioavailable protein is human flesh actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll try that. Yeah. But if you're not a cannibal or not open to it, then it's like animal protein. You're square. Yeah, come on, dude. Try, try, you know, try some human's butt or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so then it would be animal protein. But like for vegans and people that don't that don't eat animal protein, uh, you can. You, so the critique on it is that you don't get the, the broad spectrum of amino acids that you need. Right. But they'll pool in your liver, so you can like eat incomplete amino acids. And, and then eventually like you'll hit all of them. If you eat the right stuff, they'll just kind of collect in your liver and then you'll be able to use them according to one theory or, or theories in general. So I, I think if you like, if you really plan it out and you're detailed about it, it could work. Now there's also this guy, this doctor, I can't pull his name right now, but he wrote this book called the plant paradox. That's about, uh, lectins, like plants, lectins, and it's their defense mechanism against being consumed. And so he believes that wow. if you don't treat plants the right way, like if you don't like ferment them, cook them in a pressure cooker, you eat them in too raw of a form, certain kinds of plants, that you're getting, uh, you know, this like these toxins from them. That's a, I would believe that. That's yeah. how I felt. I felt like this food didn't want to be in my body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's why. Well, and then like the studies they've done, like. Certain plants, when they hear the sound of a caterpillar crunching on them, like making little caterpillar crunchy sounds. Oh, yeah. I on saw the leaf, a video of that isolated the other day. Yeah, they'll start producing um, five times the amount of lectin they normally do. Wow. The second the plant hears that sound, you know, as much as we understand them hearing, they do have like a central nervous system to some degree. So that could be, and like different people may have evolved other ways to where they can handle those lectins more than others. And then there's all this, there's this big movement towards ancestral eating. So you look to what your ancestors ate. That's what keto is, right? Well, no, keto, no, it could be. It, oh. It's more specific to like what region you came from. Oh, okay. That keto is like, it's like, I know what you're saying, like paleo or keto, which is like what 
you know, people like, you know, like Cro-Magnon people would like eat, like just basically what they had available to them. But ancestral eating would be like where you derive from, like your, like most of your, you know, heritage is from, then you, you try to mirror what those people had uh, available to them because that's what your people would have evolved to eat. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that like I, whatever it is, like so the whole time I was eating and I was talking to my buddy and he was very generous with his time and he's very, um, this is the vegan bodybuilder. Yeah. Like he, he, I haven't spoken to this guy in, he's a guy I went to high school with. He's been Jack since we were like literally in fourth grade. He was like the guy, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and he was always working out, but there had to be some kind of genetic component. You know, he used to call me chubby when everyone was like, thought I was like a scrawny skinny kid. He would call me chubby. Wow. So I've always kind of respected him. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, tracks, I, I was like, I'll take that bullying. It's yeah. good. Uh, and I wasn't really a bullied kid. So if you bullied me, I'd, I'd respect you. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So the, uh, uh, um, yeah. So he, I, he, he posted a picture of himself shirtless in the beginning, like, and was like, Hey, I got my diet down. I'm vegan. There's something I feel strongly about. Feel free to like hit me up for advice. Oh yeah. And so I hit him up. The door was open. Yeah. And he, and, and still, I still work in things he taught me, but I mean, I I just was like, now if I eat, like, if I eat like a a little piece of steak, uh, like a little potato and like a little side salad. Yeah. That's like what my body wants. I feel the best. feel great. Yeah, just try to go for like the grass-fed beef. That's the healthiest. Yeah, I mean kind. everything. I, I shop at Whole Foods. And, yeah, there you, know, you go. Uh, but uh, well, how do you? How do? You, where do you stand on beef? On, on I like eat. A, I eat a lot meat? of it. I can do well. I tolerate it really well. But I just try to get like good quality sources. Yeah. So like heritage cattle, that's all grass-fed, not not grain finished. Some of them are pasture centered, to where they like they start on grass and then they finish them with grain to get them up to like a good size. Plump them up. Plump them up. So, but I go all grass-fed. Because that's, yeah, the cow, like there's like crazy shit to where like cows, they feed like the, the corn fed cows that like most, that are are most, mostly what we eat in America. Right. Um, they, they get indigestion from the corn and the cows don't want to eat it. Oh yeah. So then that like the majority or like half of like the Tums supply is mixed into the feed yeah. for the cows. I seen that King Corn tums. Doc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you saw. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. Where, yeah. Where the guy's like trying to. He's talking about how we. Yeah. The corn is. If I'm grossed up, I don't eat corn at all. If I can, like, I even maybe on the cob. If you sell me on that, it's like freshly farmed. You know. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, even that's if worthless. I see like a veggie burger where you could see the corn in it, like I'm yeah. not going near that. It's like a shit or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, somebody's it, shit. It, it honestly does. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> You're eating someone's shit, you idiot. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I, so I was like, uh, yeah, I, I was just like, and then with the thing with the vegan diet is like, and I was watching so many videos. I was watching like, I was watching hell? Joe Rogan, you know, talk about bro science. Joe Rogan had on a guy who was like a paleo guy who yeah. used to be vegan. Right. And he, and he, he did his whole spiel. And then you watch that, what the health doc, which has yeah. been like disproven or whatever, depending on who you talk to. It's all observational studies. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the knock against it. You, what can you do? What, like drawing causality from an observational study is a fool's errand. Right. Right. And so I just go, yeah. So anyway, so I went down that whole hole there, but, uh, I, now I'm just like, how do I feel like, which is a bummer for me because like, I can eat McDonald's and feel great. You know what I mean? Like, I know some people eat that and like, I feel bad after it. I was like, if I have like a, like a Big Mac or something, like I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> maybe you could do like maybe you could do like the Big Mac diet. Figure something yeah. out. You know, where are your pedophile guy? What's that? 
what did you say about pedophile? No, oh, Subway? Yeah, you talking about yeah. Subway, Jared? Yeah. This big, I was like, because Ronald McDonald got to be a pedophile also. <laughs> One right? of them. I think there's different ones. Someone down the, what? I, yeah, Ronald McDonald. What a weird look, right? I mean. He's a weird looking clown. He stuck around for a long time, this guy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like, I never even thought he looked great years ago. Like, I, he wasn't a good looking clown. Like, nah. it was, anyway. Not a lot of color on that clown either. You notice that? No, and he had like weird, kind of just red, white, and a little yellow, right? He had like a weird, like, Tom Skerritt short red hair, you know? Yeah. Like, it was kind of the short, long look that guys would wear, like, in the set. He didn't have, like, a big wig or anything. It's like nah. a weird... Uh, yeah he's like yeah like a like a richard simmons kind of a weird did he have you know he never went that big with his hair though no right? it was kind of like, like a tight like it's like, like a woman's haircut like yeah, a close like, cropped woman's like, haircut yeah like an aunt like a weird yeah, aunt yeah like a single aunt yeah like your aunt ruth or something yeah you know yeah where's your what's your carb levels at i so, know you're yeah well i've probably wasted some of this time because now you're getting into the info i need um carbs are uh carbs are good <laughs> yeah um I, uh, so I will, I mean, I just watch it. Like I'll eat vegetables. So get most of my carbs from vegetables and then I'll eat some tubers, uh, like cassava. Um, what? cause cassava is just like a root plant, you know, okay. I'll eat like some carrots and stuff a little higher in the glycemic index. Um, and then I'll eat, uh, but I don't really have any like grains, um, right, no, no to, rice, no potatoes. No, I try in that in potatoes. Maybe sometimes you know some like sweet potatoes or something like that, but pretty rare. I and eat then, sweet potatoes like a good amount. Yeah, because I uh, you do better with it, some carbs. It's like my healthy vice or whatever. Like yeah. I know I'll be starving and cheat, so I try to pepper them in. I think yeah. I mean I think like uh, making good food, you know, indulging on good food is better than bad right. food. Obviously, yeah, 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 you know. Um, yeah, so I, but I mean, I'll slip up and cheat, you know, or have some chocolate or something or, you know, and uh, I eat a lot of fats, um, just like straight up coconut oil, tons of avocado, you know, three or four a day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you eat avocado just like with a, with like a fork? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. That, that a lot of vegans do that. They just like- Can you do it. that or not? You're not into it? It's got to be guacamole for you? I, no, I you can like eat, it sliced up on a salad or something. I, uh, 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 I like it. Uh, I, 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 I never ate an avocado on be its honest. own. I bet if you cracked an avocado, no, I don't need it to be guac. You don't need it to be guac. No, okay. definitely not. I'm not. I'm not like that. I, I like whole foods. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I gravitate towards them. Uh, but I, I've never opened a guac and just like I, I maybe if I sprinkled a little salt on it, I could yeah. eat it. Yeah, something like that. Put some salt on that motherfucker. My it's wife good. will just eat a tomato like an apple like oh really like yeah a small one like, like yeah my uh, wife loves tomatoes like that i'm not into it yeah i don't like them i don't even like them really in salad or anything yeah no um, like a sauce i'll do a tomato sauce oh tomato sauce are you kidding me just like <laughs> sugo. Mama, the gravy yeah sunday gravy get a little sugo on board what's with this keto diet what information can i get from you at it and am i saying that correct yeah ketogenic diet tonic or, or no get, it's it, keto short for ketogenic ketogenic um so it's 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 a high fat uh Mid- middle protein, zero carbohydrate diet. Um, and the idea is that you want your body, you want to be so starved for uh, carbohydrates that your body then uh, starts to fat adapt and then pulls um, uh, glycogen and glucose from your adipose tissue, like your stored fat. Right. And then it releases ketones in doing that. And so you can like, if you follow the diet, like exactly you, and then maybe even test like your ketone levels, you can fo- you can find out when you're in ketosis and then when you're like in, in the optimum range for it. And it does work. Like people do lose fat 
from doing it. And uh, it's even like they've even found it to be uh, neuroprotective and good for uh, uh, people with epilepsy, people that have like epileptic seizures on a ketogenic diet. Like they, they find that they're, it reduces their seizures. So, 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 so some of the, like these brain disorders, like it's been beneficial for, and then it's also like a map for people maybe with that have some autoimmune diseases too. Right. So it's like a good kind of like reset thing. It's just hard to maintain. And the people that the mistake that people make on is they'll have too much protein because if you take in too much protein, your body will convert that protein into glucose. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. You can, your protein can turn into sugar, right? Right. It can. Yeah. And it'll do that. That's not fair. No, it sucks. (laughs) It'll do that before it'll pull from your, from your fat store. So that's why you want to like completely rob yourself of any of that sugar so that your body has no choice but to put to pull it from your yeah. adipose tissue. Yeah. I also heard something crazy the other day that like diet coke will your body will process it like it's regular coke. Well, Is that's that true? that's that's questionable. So yeah. I think there's not really any good data on that. Right. On looking because it is zero calorie. You know, it's a zero right. calorie. But what it can do, and I think what the, what they have been, been able to prove is that it does start to prime your body that calories are coming. So your body will release ghrelin, like a hunger hormone, and it'll start doing other things to kind of prep for calories. And if you don't, if you're vacant on those calories, you'll start to crave things, and then it can make you kind of binge. Right. So it can get you into like an unnatural like hunger territory, and that can be dangerous. And then also... It kind of hacks around your body's uh, your body's palate fatigue. So if you're like incorporating like even if it's a zero calorie sweet drink like with a dinner, you you don't get the palate fatigue you would from like a savory food because you're like sipping soda like the diet soda. So then you keep eating more of that salty food. Oh. Whereas if you just had something that was like palate neutral like water or something, you would hit your limit and stop. But if you're sipping Diet Coke, it's like, oh, I can do some more. Right. You know, and so you keep, it's like you're hacking around your body's like natural fail safe for preventing you from go- going too crazy on pizza. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You start like sipping the Diet Coke with the pizza and then you have eight slices. Yeah. Eight slices instead of two maybe yeah. would fill you up before. I noticed that like sometimes I'm like stuffed, but I want to keep eating or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll yeah. drink and I'm like, I can go again. Yeah. And like or something. But I, mean, yeah, I, I don't have soda that much anymore. It's like, good. You're, very, you're, very rare. You're just chemicals and a bunch of other gnarly shit in there too. But yeah, like, yeah, you, it'll, it, you're experiencing like the palate fatigue, you know, that, that you'll get from, uh, from, you know, normally from like eating the right, eating the reasonable amount of food that tastes a certain way. And then if you start incorporating the sweet with it, then it's like, yeah, you're sidestepping that. Wow. Which can be bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's all these, like, it's all, you know, it's like your body has all these like natural kind of defense mechanisms to prevent you from overeating. And then we step around it. And like, uh, I've said it before on this show that there, you know, that's what all those like food chemists and scientists that work for McDonald's or, or, you know, like, uh, you know, Nabisco or whatever those brands are, they're all trying to figure out ways to, to get, work around that. They're the best chemists in the world. And they're trying to make you overeat basically. Yeah. Uh, I know it's disgusting. Yeah, they're designing hyper palatable food to make you force you to overeat. I know it's, it's fucking wild. I know. It's crazy. And it's, it's, it, I think what's crazy right now in the culture, my wife is very into, um, uh, she's 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 more susceptible to like f- I want to call it fad dieting uh-huh. than like I am or whatever. But she would probably dispute that if she heard me say it. Okay. But like I grew up, everything's a scam. You know, like it's just <laughs> like oh, all right, it's whatever. They're just trying to get money out yeah. of you. Yeah. But she's like, well, I'm doing a whole thirty now, 
And then she's like, have you checked out the keto diet or keto diet or whatever? Keto. Uh, keto. Keto. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It, you trust right. yourself. I had it right. I had it right. Well, yeah. Trust myself. Trust, trust yourself. Right. You trust had myself. it right. Trust myself. You're not one slice anymore. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and so- It's keto one slice. Come on, <laughs> chubby. Still one slice. <laughs> yeah, but- like, uh, I still don't know what's right. It just feels like the two things I focus on are portion control. That's good. It's just being like, all Try, right. That's tried and true. Do I need to eat this whole thing? Yeah. You know? And I'll I'll do the thing where I just, I'm like, like uh, yesterday I had uh, like this wrap thing and I just like at one point just threw it out. I was like, I, I, I know I don't need it anymore. Yeah. It's a bummer because this thing is really good. But you're full. Threw it out yeah. in the garbage. Yeah. And was bummed. Um, and then I try to eat less carbs. Like that's like that's just where I'm at. It seems to me, you know, everybody's not vegetable carbs or no, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know I know what you mean. Um, it seems to me that uh well, yeah, portion control, tried and true. It's calories in, calories out. Nobody right. can dispute that. And then, you know, how you know what you're doing hormonally, like how you're representing those macronutrients is always kind of up for debate. But I would say the the system or the template that would prove positive on the population is is having less carbs. Like that will that will that will get your weight under control. Now, not everybody's the same. Some people can have more. Some people can have less. You know, everybody's got a kind of a unique thumbprint to how they're gonna like what kind of blood sugar response they're gonna have to carbs and how thrifty or not thrifty their metabolism is. But you know, so I think you 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 just examine these diets and use like a little bit of a common sense approach. Um, and look at them as like templates. Like, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a lot to this whole 30. Like it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, but it seems pretty logical. The whole 30. It does. But yeah. Whereas like veganism, my whole beef with it is like, you're like, oh, you literally cannot get B12 from it. Like you, you, you can't, you have to genetically, you have to like take it. I know someone's going to be angry at this, but you have to get it from a supplement or whatever. Then I'm like, well, then can that be the right way to well, eat? Well, <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say is um, you you can't, so like in the in the food environment we are we live in now, you can, you can achieve all kinds of amazing things athletically. You can get lean. You can run ultra marathons and tough mutters being a vegan. People have proven it. They've done it. Um, people in the NFL are vegan, right. MMA fighters, all that kind of stuff. I think from an op- uh, professional wrestlers are, Profe- are yeah, vegan. yeah, yeah. I think from an from an optimum nutrition standpoint, you have to have some kind of animal protein. That's just optimum nutrition. I think personally, I b- I believe that also. But I ethically would not argue with somebody that's vegan. So if they say, look. I do it because I I don't like the the way animals are being treated. I'm not going to argue with them. They're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if they say, look, I'm going to take the supplement, you know, or take a B12 shot or take a B complex and I'll supplement this and I'll, you know, go through these steps so that I can live this lifestyle. I I, I can't argue. Yeah. With I have all. absolutely no problem with it. I'm just, if we're talking in terms of optimal living. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you have to, you have to like incorporate some science and it takes some planning um, and I don't buy into. There's some vegan pseudoscience that I just, I I won't be served up, you know. Well, that's what I feel is that I feel like when I speak to a vegan, they're like, their attitude is like, this is actually the way you should be eating, and I'm like, oh, that's just the way you're. I see it more as like that's the way you're choosing to eat. 
Right. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's I, a I actually fair, don't know what I'm talking about, but after my three-month experience, <laughs> I was like, I felt terrible. Well, I mean, I think you could speak to it more than some other people can. I mean, yeah. you, you tried it, and it didn't. you didn't feel like it worked for you, and it's and it's a personal choice. There, it's interesting. There's there's all kinds of different, you know, some people are really militant. Some aren't as much. Um, like James Cameron, the film director, had like an interesting approach. I was listening to him speak, and he said, why not? Why don't we just call it a plant-based diet? And make it seem like less of a religion, and just say, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow this plant based diet." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's an, well, that's yeah, an I'm, interesting take." Also, yeah. I've, uh, uh, I've also now I've incorporated from being vegan for three months, which is like not a long time, but is a long time for me, someone yeah. who never did that. Yeah, <laughs> like to, uh, when you're going through it, it's you feel the time. Yeah, uh, now I, I, you know, I now I incorporate that. that it, it's made me eat a lot cleaner. Yeah, you know. Well, we all should be eating less meat, straight up. Yeah, I mean, we, I eat we, way less meat. Yeah, we consume way too much, and you know, me like endorsing like beef or you know animal protein is by no means saying like you got you got to have ten chicken breasts a day. You got to do you know forty two ounce ribeye. You know, no. we eat way too much. No, you're so. saying animal protein has, is like a built in. It has everything you need in it. Right. right? It's a bioavailable protein that represents the full spectrum of amino acids right. that you need, but you don't need that much of it. Right. Yeah, you eat in moderation. Right. But to, to replace that is really difficult. It to... is it's doable, but it's it takes some planning. Right. And yeah. I probably wasn't even doing it correctly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it I mean it takes some planning. And some people are just genetically just handle it better and they don't they don't have to think about it as closely as some others. So yeah. um I want you to help me answer a question. You mind doing that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This will be real quick. This is a regular segment on the dumbbells. It's called weighing in. Uh, if somebody out there has a question for us that we like, that they would like us to answer on air, uh, they can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Um, it doesn't have to be like a straight up, like, you know, what kind of workout should I do or what kind of, what should I be eating? It certainly can be one of those. It can be like psychological, um, or it can be like a brag. Like if you just want to brag about something, we like to, uh, hear people show off, um, you know, like all the, uh all the great things that they're doing from a health and fitness standpoint. Um, okay. So this is coming to us from Aaron. Uh, what up dumbbells? Uh, it's ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Did I say that? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> I'm loving the podcast. You guys and your guests are both hilarious and informative double bonus. I'll cut straight to my question. What tips you have for adding lean muscle mass, uh, to someone who does intermittent fasting and CrossFit regularly, regularly, a little background on me. Uh, I'm a 40 year old guy who's been doing CrossFit five to six times a week for six months. And while I'm definitely getting stronger, I'm not putting on muscle mass. Uh, I'm six, three, 175 pounds, 11% body fat. That's pretty lean, dude. I fast two 30 PM, uh, to six 30 AM. And wow. I fa- yeah. Wow. And try to eat paleo clean, but I'm not super careful about counting calories or macros. Making a concerted effort to put on weight makes my feeding window feel super short and like I'm just constantly eating, e.g. feels like uh, uh, work to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Help a hard gainer out. Thanks for doing a great podcast and keep it coming, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for the question. Dude, you're f- super committed, man. That's a monk-like existence. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a very narrow window. So let's see, 6.30 a.m. He fasts 2.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. Yeah. Is that uh, a good window? It is. I mean, it depends. Like, so... You know, I would say that. Well, what what do you what are your most thought? people what traditionally intermittent? Well, I mean, I I don't I don't 
I don't do intermittent fasting technically, but I'll just be like, I'm committed to not eating until I might sometimes be like, all right, I'm done eating for the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You just make like declarative statements. Right. I'm done. Or or what I'll work out in the morning and I don't eat before I work out. Like tomorrow I'm probably not going to eat before I go to do a Barry's. So Uh, you'll work out fasted, but you're not necessarily on a restricted window. Right. But my window is like pretty long, but that's that long. That window feels super long. Uh, so I would say, uh, it depends. I like a more traditional fast would be like the eight to eight. That's usually where people start. Yeah. That's what I normally hear. Something like that. Yeah. But you can absolutely push it longer and there's like the warrior fast and there's all these different ones that you can do. And like a lot of CrossFit people tend to, to push it further. And sometimes that works really well for people. Aaron, I would say to you, you know, the proof is in the pudding. I, you're not gaining the way you want. So you have to re-audit your diet. Um, and that can come two ways that can come with like how you're fasting, right? You may want to open that window up a little bit so that you can eat. You have more time to basically eat more calories, or you may, to, may, may need to examine those calories and carbohydrates more than what you were doing before. He says he doesn't really, he's not too regimented on counting them out, but if you're not getting the desired results you want, you have to know exactly what you're doing and how to change that. So you need to establish a control. So fortunately for you, there's like all kinds of these apps now, you know, where, you know, that you can count your calories. You lose it. Yeah. And you could, you can flip them to gain it, you know, whatever it is, I don't, whichever one you want to use, pick the one that's most user-friendly to you. So that way you don't have to like have a fucking Bible out and, you know, scroll into it, you know, or the old school way. You can just enter it into your phone and then you'll find out right away, like roughly I'm getting 3000 calories a day. Um, you know, and this percentage is coming from protein. This percent is from fat. This percent is from carbohydrates. And then based on that, you, you scale up. So you add in more protein, more fat, more carbohydrates, whatever, however you want to play with it and then just see what happens. Um, but that right now you're just kind of shooting in the dark. Yeah. You don't know exactly how much you're taking in. Ryan's the expert here. I am not. But I, so I'm not all, even really, I'm a dumbbell. Well, he, he knows a lot more than yeah. I do. I, I'm not even remotely, you know, more than I do. It sounds like, but I would say he needs to eat more, right? Yeah. Sounds I mean, like he's not eating enough. Yeah. And I think, I think, well, I think he's, he's a lean guy and like, he's getting stronger and, you know, he feels supported by this food and his workouts. So I think there's a little bit of a fear of like, oh, I look good. I'm doing good. I do want to get bigger, but I'm not, I don't want to like change this fast window. That's really working for me. Or I don't want to be burdened with counting calories, you know, because that's a little bit of a change. But I would say you have to like bite the bullet on one of them. And I think you can you can assuage yourself of some of the fear if you um, if you're really detailed about it. So, I mean, I get like not wanting to put on some garbage weight, you know, or like and this isn't me saying like start doing peanut butter sandwiches. Do two strawberries in a small plastic bag. I, I'm, I'm saying like- <laughs> Well, be, I always recommend that. Yeah. Two strawberries in a little Coke bag. Yeah, you got to do the half bag. Yeah, you know? yeah What yeah. is this for? It's for uh, Bolivian shale and it's for strawberries <laughs> post-workout. Uh, so I would say like, just be real disciplined about it. And uh, and then like, if it's, if it's, if you feel gross, like, oh, I just, I straight up can't eat this much, then do like a, like a smart shake, like a weight gainer shake to where you, you know, you work in some oils- um, you know, almond butter, coconut oil, your protein. Um, so it's good fats in there, but then it also jacks the calories way up. Two tablespoons of oil is 200 calories plus. So you can get a lot of calories in there and it's not going to start bad habits. Nobody ever like 
has a hard time kicking oil, you know? Yeah. It's like if you start doing French fries, you know, to get your junk calories in, that's hard to stop. But if you're just, you know, up in your oil and then you hit like a weight that you, a desired weight or you feel like you're gaining too much, you just eliminate the oil and you're not going to miss it. Um, so yeah, I would say you look at those macronutrients and then be open to like expanding that window and you're, you're pretty hardcore with the fasting and, uh, and you know, listen, if you don't like what's happening, you can always go back to what you were doing before. Cool. You like it? Anything else for Aaron, Dan? Sounds good to me. Sounds I just good. say if you're trying to get junk calories in with French fries, I don't think this matters at all because <laughs> I'm not recommending you eat French fries, but I make my own. You do so you know own? what I mean? Like, you yeah, do your so like sweet potato fries or I'll something? I'll take like a, I take a sweet potato and I have one of those like slicers. Yeah, those are good. And I slice it and I bake them. I bake my own sweet potato and it would like a tiny bit of oil. What kind of oil you use? I mean, I'll use olive oil yeah. uh, uh, only. That's the only uh, oil. Avocado oil is good too. I've heard that. It's got a higher cook point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you can really, do you ever do carrot fries? I've. Haven't tried them yet, but I just heard that they're, they're fucking good, decent, dude. decent option. They're, yeah. sh- they're shockingly good, shockingly good. Really, same same program. Do you know salt, pepper, oil, bake them, get them crispy. Yeah, do you, you just t- quarter them. You take a carrot, you cut it yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna try that. I have I have full carrots in my house right yeah, now. Yeah, you get the, yeah, you just quarter like quarter them. You know, do them like right in fry size. You just got to get them crispy enough, and they're they're delicious. Oh yeah, you have yeah. beet. You ever have beet fries? I've never done beet. Fr- I've done like roasted beets, but I've never done the beet fries. Because I'm always trying to replicate a fry. That's just my <laughs> deal. So if you beets are uh, surprisingly, if you take a beet and you sl- and you slice them, put them on a pan, uh, like they they're they're awesome. What do you do? Like the golden beets, or do you like the purple beets? The purple beets. And you do them like a fry. I've done them roasted. Do they get crispy? Yeah. Shit. All right. Yeah. Well, actually, I was on. Um, uh, I was on. Uh, I, I was getting when I was hard into the, the veganism. I was getting my buddy recommended that uh, he sent me a free month of uh, the TB12 boxes. You oh, know, okay. like the Tom Brady's company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Purple carrot. That's yeah. what it's called. Purple, Purple carrot. carrot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that I, the cool thing about those boxes is like you learn little tricks. Yeah, okay. like that's where I learned the beats thing there. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's like you learn a little cooking technique. You too. learn, yeah, like you can make like a weird like I learned how to make this like uh, cheese that's like sweet potato cheese. Oh really? From that, yeah, dude, that's weird. Where you like put it in a Cuisinart and it, it, it it's like a you know like you make like a cheese Shh. sauce, but oh, it's wow. sweet potato. Oh, that's weird. And there's like no cheese in it at it's all. Good. It's like almond milk and and sweet potato. Yeah, really good. God, it's hard to imagine and like that nutritional being good. yeast I, or something. Like I that. trust you. It's hard to imagine that being good. Sweet I, potato cheese. It is good. I believe you. I yeah. trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't... Yeah, it's good. Uh, great. So if you have a question for us um, that you'd like us to read on air, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Dan, I can't thank you enough for coming in today, man. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. It's really uh, fun. So where where should I send people for you? They should definitely listen to Comedians of Wrestling. Yes. Right? Comedians of Wrestling podcast. That's that to be my main plug here. Yeah. Get it. You got her on Twitter and all that stuff too. Yeah. Right? Uh yeah. Uh my Twitter's at D Black Attack. Uh didn't know Twitter was gonna be around this long. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's what happens when you recklessly choose a handle ten years ago. And <laughs> but you know, Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, it's uh, Corvette uh, Guy sixty nine. Yeah. Oh, there was a time. Um uh, yeah, no, uh, the Comedians of Wrestling podcast on UCB Network. Um, if you like professional wrestling at all, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, if you're like always looking to get back in, but you don't really want to watch, you can listen to it. And you also bring just, everybody up to speed. Yeah, yeah, it's also just a jumping off point for us to like just 
be funny and yeah. have a good time. I've done it. We talked about yeah. wrestling, but we talked about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's super funny. It's all the funny people you know and like from podcasts and Dan's a funny lunatic. So yeah. yeah, it's worth it for him. And we have a bunch of bonus episodes like uh like your episode. Um and we have one out right now with um Thomas Middleditch uh, uh from Silicon Valley, Skylar Aston from Pitch Perfect, like a bunch of people who yeah. uh are, like who well, Skyler watches wrestling now, but people who are, aren't technically watching it right now, like John cool. Gabris, who come in and we talk about how wrestling affected them and just stupid meathead stuff. So <laughs> I think there's a good crossover from the dumbbells. Great. I love it, man. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Uh, yeah, on behalf of me, my co-host Eugene Cordero in sunny Fiji, still, he's been there for seven years, <laughs> and my wonderful guest today, Dan Black, we would like to remind everybody out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.